it's a it's a rocky road. <laughs> no pun intended. Hello and welcome to the Omcast Grand Rewatch. My name is Tom, and as one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Dom. Say hello, Dom. You're an Italian tank kid! Lovely to see you too. <laughs> so, we now live in a world full of sequels, prequels, remakes and reboots. And we understand that sometimes life gets in the way. You're not always going to be able to catch up before a new one comes out. With that in mind, we're here to provide a weekly retrospective for some of the biggest franchises in cinema history, giving you a full spoiler rundown of each film in a series including plot summaries, analysis and behind-the-scenes trivia. This week we continue our rewatch of the Rocky saga leading up to the November 30th release of the newest entry in the franchise, Creed 2. Today we're going to be talking about the 1979 sequel written by, starring and directed by Sylvester Stallone. That's right, it's Rocky 2. There ain't going to be no rematch. He said there ain't going to be no rematch. He said he didn't want one, but there is one. There is. Oh yeah. He fucking did it, didn't he? Went and, went and did, a, did a sequel. <laughs> Went and right in, did a sequel. He, he, he just straight away, yeah. So the massive success of this, like, sort of, like we said, we talked about it last week. Like, it's the little film that could. It was like he had a tiny little budget. No one expected anything of it, and it made a shitload of money and won Best Picture. It was an absolute Cinderella story. And then they were like, obviously clamoring to make a sequel, and it took them a few years to get it together. But Stallone had one written in mind, obviously. Yeah. Um, supposedly he wanted it to be a trilogy originally. Um, well, we kind of we can... have got the Creed trilogy. Yeah. Because it is the so the three films that we get as well, Rocky One, that Rocky's not, One, Two, and Three. That's not what he what he originally intended was that Rocky was going to go into politics. Well, so originally that's a whole thing. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Originally, he had intended for it to be a standalone film. And then there was this other story that was brought about about him getting into politics and him taking the fall for Paulie, who became corrupt and was yeah, skimming. Yeah, Paul, Paulie was like fat, was accused or like was found guilty of a crime, and then Rocky stealing money from the treasury. Which and it like besmirched. I don't think he realizes the treasury isn't like a big room full of money. Look, hey, look, he's not so good with the words and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This film goes into great detail on that. <laughs> Painfully so. Um, when, when, when we start getting into Rocky's advertising career, very short-lived oh. advertising career, but we'll talk about that later. Oh. Um, so yeah, we've gone off on a tangent straight away. But before we go any further, we're talking about Rocky Two. You've written yes. a summary, haven't you? I have. Summary, in the loosest of terms. Is it long? I got very excited yeah, whilst, okay. whilst watching this, and very exciting whilst writing this. Yeah. So it's somewhat of a short novel. It's fine. It's, Stick with us, everyone. Yeah, the, the, that's the thing. Remember, with, with these summaries, the point of us doing it is so that we don't just go through and tell you what happens in the film beat by beat, because that wouldn't be a particularly entertaining podcast, really, would it? No. No. So instead, we get that out of the way at first, and then we can get into the film. Yeah, and it's, so, it's just in case you, like we say, we watch these films so you don't have to. So, that in mind, go on then. Rocky Two. Three years later in 1979, we open with a reminder of the climax of the original Rocky film on New Year's Day in 1976. We see Apollo Creed has successfully defended his title against Rocky Balboa, but we all really know who won, don't we? Following the match, Rocky and Apollo are taken to the same hospital, and Apollo angrily suggests a rematch with Rocky in the huge turnaround from his there ain't gonna be no rematch line of their climactic battle. Rocky flat out says no, and that he's retired, to which he then just goes straight into surgery for a detached retina. 
Later that night, Rocky takes a wheelchair to see Apollo and asks for an honest response as to whether he gave it his all, and Creed said he did. Side note, following this, Rocky signs an autograph on a kid's head who is in a full-body cast. What the fuck happened to that kid? Yeah, I know, right? Rocky then takes Adrian to the zoo in the snow uh, in a bit of an on-the-nose reference because in the last film, a quite a nasty man said, you should take her to the zoo because retards like the zoo. And Rocky then takes Adrian to the zoo in the snow and awkwardly proposes to her in front of a tiger uh, with the lovely line of, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me much. Suddenly it's then not winter and Rocky and Adrian get married. Rocky then starts to spend, 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 including buying a Pontiac Trans Am, rest in peace Burt Reynolds, uh, and then we start seeing Apollo who's getting a bunch of hate mail. In the next scene we find out that Adrian is prego. Hey! Rocky then does an advert where he has some trouble due to his poor reading ability and he tries to get a regular office job but has some trouble with this as well. He's then advised to go back into boxing. We then see a montage of his job seeking re rejection where he eventually finds employment in the meatpacking plant that Paulie used to work at. We then get another montage of Rocky working at the plant but the music is telling him that he's not happy and this is confirmed when he's fine. Rocky separately talks to Adrian and Mickey about going back into boxing and they both say that he shouldn't do it because of his eye injury. Apollo is obsessed with the result of the previous fight and publicly insults Rocky by taking a full page spread out in a newspaper and by directly calling him out on TV. Adrian confronts Rocky about the danger of returning to boxing and reminds him of the risk to his eyesight. He then says that he wasn't meant to do adverts or work in meatpacking and that Adrian is stopping him being a man. Mickey then arrives after seeing the call out from Creed with the classic line of I think we should knock his block off. <laughs> they then attend a press conference to announce the fight. Rocky and Mickey begin training and Rocky needs more speed and most importantly to learn the orthodox boxing stance. This training is interspersed with Apollo training and demolishing one partner after the next. Paulie talks to Rocky about getting Adrian's support and he confronts her. During this Adrian collapses and is rushed to hospital. In hospital, Adrian has gone into labour but a haemorrhage has caused her to slip into a coma and the baby is born a month prematurely but is healthy. Rocky blames himself for what happens and sits at her bedside. During this time, Mickey gives a passionate speech about Rocky's upcoming fight with Apollo but does recognise Rocky's pain. Rocky continues to stay at Adrian's bedside while she is comatose and eventually she awakens. When she does, she finds Rocky by her bedside and the couple are shown their newborn baby boy who they name Rocky Jr. Adrian tells Rocky that she wants him to win and Rocky montages his way into the best shape he's ever been. Only this time he's now followed by hundreds of local kids because you know he's a dad and symbolism. Now are you ready because it's fight night. Early on Rocky is easily outclassed and outboxed. He's repeatedly warned by Mickey to protect his eye whilst the announcers are shocked to notice that Rocky's fighting style has changed. Rocky is knocked down in the first round and is dominated by Creed for most of the bout. In round two, Rocky is knocked down again, but mounts an aggressive response showing his grit and determination. We speed through round by round, the orchestral score pounding along until we get to the same fateful point, round 15. By this time, Creed is miles ahead on points. The two are trading thunderous blows to one another, punch after punch becoming more and more exhausted, and Rocky eventually switches back to his natural southpaw stance and in the closing moments they both knock one another down. If neither of them get up it would end as a draw again. But Rocky gets up on the count of nine. He's won by knockout and is the new heavyweight champion of the world. Rocky gives a passionate speech to a roaring crowd holding the belt over his head yelling yo Adrian I did it. 
Freeze frame finish. Free frame finish. And then the theme. Yeah, man. Rocky 2. He came back. He did it. He fucking did it. Yo, Adrian. Did I it. did it. Fucking won. Fucking smashed it. Yeah, man. Like I mean, a boss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is great. This was great. I mean, it, again, it was another one where it was all, it's all really the meat of the film is about the drama and all the boxing stuff is saved for the end. Yeah. So I would I would sort of say that these are sort of like sporting drama films. Hundred percent, yeah. Rather than sporting films themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, this is obviously like they, they start getting into the next stage of everything, really. So it's like the next stage of Rocky's relationship with Adrian. They get married. They have a kid. They do all that sort of stuff very mm-hmm. very quickly, and that's like I say the meat of the film. But oh, yeah, I mean, I love how it starts off as well with the previously on Rocky. <laughs> and it goes on previously, in the last film that was three years ago, but we're pretending is now. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you think about it, I guess was home video even a thing back then? Would it have been um... on TV? Because in re- realistically, most people going to see Rocky Two won't have seen Rocky in three years. So they're gonna need no. They, pro- they would have put out features. They put out regular features of different things. Like what? So they would. So with the Star Wars films, they used to replay them. Okay. So they would replay Star Wars in front of Empire, and then they would do a triple feature. Okay. So there are always these extra features, which is where like movie marathons came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time you get to five, like Rocky Five, I mean, there is this big pyramid of emotion yeah. to get through. <laughs> but yeah, it's, and I love it's sort of again it is an analogy for what goes on in what happened in real life because. Rocky suddenly gets all this fame and all the and all the money and all the rest of mm-hmm. it that comes with the first fight, and a lot of the sort of first act of the film is about what he does with it. And meanwhile, in real life, Sylvester Stallone is suddenly a huge movie star. And well, probably... yeah, I mean, part of the thing with this is that one of the look you were saying about the sort of the mirror images. One of the things in there is about his unemployment. Yeah, when he runs out of money. Mm-hmm which was reflective because he was saying that people only wanted him to go into fight but he wanted to do other things in real life people wanted him to do more Rocky style films but he'd made two other films in the meantime yeah which were nowhere near as popular yeah no one went to go and see it so he just feels like and that is like yeah the films that you didn't go and see are like the the meatpacking yeah. job or the trying to get an office job it's just it's trying to do something different and no one cares mm. and that's exactly like you say perfectly reflected in the film but like yeah I don't, yeah again like there's lots of montages in this film yeah, there, are there are so many montages because like, even the Rocky montage is split into two yeah like, like you think it's done like it was, it's a hell of a montage like the training oh, montage God, yeah. and you think it's done and then he does the run and that's before he did the run and the run is ridiculous because yeah. it ends up with this huge crowd of people running children on. yeah all, ki- all kids and like and everyone loves him and he runs down the he runs down the same uh, market they did in the first one and there's American flags and interspersed with Italian, Italian flags, flags and everyone and loves it. There's a him. bin fire. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird placement, but Yeah, because the you know, it's, it's where his, his brother and all his mates gather around to sing. Oh yeah. <laughs> they address that directly in this one as well, don't they? Like what? when they're walking back. Oh but they're walking the back wedding. from having been got married, he goes over to him, doesn't he? Yeah. And he says he says, he walks past them and then Adrian's like, Oh, who are those guys? And he's like, Obviously he's at a point where he's like, Oh, fuck um, oh you know these guys they just like hang around on the street and they're sing they're the local jukebox I think yeah. is what he says yeah <laughs> he's like, they're the local jukebox they just hang around and sing you know, I, that's not a normal thing 
good. I'm glad you said that because I thought, was it normal? Is this what like Philadelphia was like in the seventies? I don't it, know. It, I may, wasn't there. it very may well have been. I don't fucking know. I, I was in witness protection at that time, so <laughs> I shouldn't really talk about where it was. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just say they had some war crimes around that time, and I got put into witness protection again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the um, like you say that one of the biggest sort of flip flops, I guess, and this must have been something. I don't know whether this was something that he backtracked on when he started writing the script for it but it was obviously the whole concept of this film is that Apollo wants a rematch mm-hmm. and the at the end of the first film he emphatically says that he doesn't want a rematch so I feel like Stallone just went oh shit what do I do for a sequel like that it clearly yeah. wasn't planned he didn't plan for there to be a second one I think no he didn't not originally he... I think uh, I think the issue that they sort of stumbled on was how quickly like the stumbling block in this for me is how quickly Apollo changes. If they didn't have that scene in the hospital, yeah, where he starts saying about rematch anytime, anywhere, yeah, if it had been like the first inkling that he wanted to do it was off the back of the hate mail he was starting to get, yeah, because you get later on you get that when he gets hate mail and people are saying to him like, oh, how much did you get paid to carry that bum for fifteen rounds? Yeah, like you should have like annihilated him and like getting all kinds of hate mail, and that's what motivates him. So I feel like you could have entered, you could have had it be a bit more of a slow burn but yeah, could have had him a little bit more placid towards the end of it yeah because or but at the same time it does show what Apollo's like like showing it all up to the cameras yeah like as soon as the cameras are back on him he completely switches again yeah but yeah I don't know it's quite interesting it, it is a bit sort of it's a very dramatic flip flop I mean one of the points that I put on there was um dramatic shift from no rematch and that's followed up with surgery time yeah surgery like you go straight into like I love as well with that scene they, they all clearly have changed what they look like very significantly yeah it's, it's very to... evident that how how they don't show poorly yeah because early on. lost a shitload of weight he's literally half the man he was yeah he's like I mean predominantly in the first one like a, yes he's lost weight in this one but um, I can't remember his name now. Um, Bert Young, isn't it? Bert, yes, the one. Bert Young insisted on having padding underneath because he wanted to be even bigger. Really? <laughs> in the first one, yeah, because he was a, he was a bigger guy, but he was um, he went really hard into like what method? Not method, but he went like really hard into it to sort of convince himself like uh, what that uh, he's, like, a, he's a loser. <laughs> yeah, basically, and like he he like he would. So, because he was so annoyed about having arthritis like he was soaking his hands in like turpentine and stuff which really tightens up your hands which is why he's always like moving his hands and stuff um, see that that's the kind of method acting I can get behind where you just really let yourself go yeah you know I mean? just pile it on yeah get, become really schlubby yeah he was slapping alcohol all yeah. over himself because it's, so he wanted to smell like booze all the time fucking and it was like an alcohol that he hated I can't remember what it was it might have been like grenadine or something it's like the um, um because he was because he just wanted to be constantly annoyed yeah um and like yes and th- these were these things that he like insisted on he wanted more padding he put his hands in turps and um would splash this alcohol on him that he hated it might have, I think it was vermouth maybe something <laughs> I love it I, yeah I mean things sort of they move at a fairly brisk pace in this one as well don't they because they, the well, idea up until, up until the scene that's now on in the background yeah <laughs> like that was like painful so basically like the, yeah, like I said the, the opening of it is Rocky going around and spending a load of money and he buys a house straight away as well and like doesn't 
like I love that scene where he's buying the house and Adrian's just like you're making this man's job very easy because he doesn't understand how these things work he's talking about how oh yeah no we'll take it yeah we'll take it no 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 no. I can't wait a minute you haven't even been upstairs he goes oh no what's to go upstairs for I'm like you're buying a house at least look in all the rooms like you don't know what the fuck's going (laughs) like and he's just literally like driving past windows and going doesn't that coat look nice and then he goes in and buys both of them. Buys both the he coats. Buys three Rolexes. He yeah, buys one for Adrian, one one for Paulie. And then she's like, "Why don't you get one for yourself?" And he does. Yeah. And before you know it, all the any money that he's earned off the back of the fight is just gone. And it's not even that much to begin with, is it? Because I think the guy asks him, um, his old boss. Yeah, he says something like thirty-six and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and it was like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the first one. Yeah. And then the tax man came in. Yeah. And then took out a bunch of other stuff, and then other things would have cost. Yeah. Um, and he would have bought and spent and then like his medical cover and stuff thinking about it I'm amazed that and right I might be saying something that doesn't that comes to fruition later I'm amazed that they never get into anything with Paulie betting on the fight um, like do you think like because in this one for like he could have put a big bet on Rocky winning and suddenly they've got a shitload of money or Paulie has yeah do you know um, I mean? like, I'm amazed that he seems like the type in terms of the character they build up yeah and I think because Paulie takes a more of a backseat in this one yeah. he's not in it very much at no all. and he's sort of in place of him you get a lot more Mickey yeah which is great because Mickey yeah because <laughs> Mickey really comes into his own in this one because Absolutely. a lot of people what they remember of Mick is not Rocky 1 Mick Rocky which is two, the guy yeah. that turns up and he's like yeah no I was kind of wrong about you yeah and maybe I think you should and they even address it in this when Rocky says you know I did you a favour yeah in the last one yeah so so yeah it is this sort of movement of sort of the characters that are in there Paulie's taking a big step back he's not really at the meatpacking plant anymore no uh, he's doing well enough that he can buy Rocky's <laughs> car off it yeah he's doing well enough at Rocky's old job he finally get after all the times he asked him he gets Rocky's old job he even asked Rocky like in the first five minutes of the movie or whatever when Rocky can barely even open his eyes and he's like laid up in bed after surgery his, his wife or well, not his wife at that point but Adrian's nowhere to be found because mm. he sent her home but Paulie's at his bedside and the first thing Paulie wants to know is can I still have your old job like, Rocky yeah. can, he's got brain damage and he can barely fucking like he's got detached retina he can barely breathe but Paulie has to make sure that he's going to get a new job yeah because he's a selfish piece of shit I hate Paulie I hate him. He's an arsehole. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, and there's a, the thing he says in this as well, which is like he is a total piece of shit. What's he say? <laughs> he said uh, it comes later on, but when he says about um, when Rocky's talking to him about getting a job, and he's saying, "Oh, you know, I need to do this," and you know, this was when he sells in the car. Yeah. And he says, "You know, if she's messing you around, you just break a teeth." Oh shit! Yeah, no, yeah, I remember. And you're like, down. break. That's your sister. Yeah, and then he goes over and he has a big go at her about, about how he, she's messing with But then with Rocky later, says, yeah. oh, I kind of like her, the way her teeth are. I like her teeth where they are, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, is, there are some great, like, sweet lines from him in this where he's just, he's a big dummy. And sort of, he, yeah. he leans into that a bit. Like, the like the marriage proposal is the biggest example of it, obviously. Um, where it's just like, I was just wondering what you were doing for the next 40, 50 years. Yeah. How I was what about would you mind I was wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me very much <laughs> it's like it's such a like it, like 
is like she, he's asking her like a really big favor, and like I know I know it's probably a pain in the ass, but would you mind? Yeah, like it's just like that's which the, again is is progression from the first one where he yeah. was a bit over the top. Yeah, and then he's a lot more tender in this than he is in the previous one as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's it's it, there is a sort of fairly significant sort of shift. Yeah, in his sort of personality. Yeah, definitely. Um. But still, nonetheless, he still is rocky, and they've still got that, like I said before, the, you know, the grit and determination. Mm. But he seems so much more placid about everything. Yeah, he's like super laid back to a point where, like, particularly, like again, it's always in contrast to Creed. I think mm. so. The more they, the more up in arms and like furious Creed is, the more laid back Rocky is. Yeah, and so when they have the when eventually they get to the press conference this time round. Rocky's just so like he's, he's it's like he's high. He's just like yeah, man. Oh yeah, no. I'm looking forward to the fight. Yeah, I'm, I've made a list of all the things I'm gonna buy. And yeah, <laughs> just reads them all out. Wearing my crew, like he's a loser. I'm gonna destroy him. I'm gonna end him. I'm gonna do it in front of his own town. And he wants yeah, he wants the fight to take place in Philadelphia so he can humiliate Rocky. Yeah, that he doesn't want it to be like because he's from the West Coast, isn't he? Yeah, he's from like L.A. That's where the mansion is. That's where like that's his whole thing. But he doesn't even want to fight there. He wants to fight in Philly. It's just like yeah, he's yeah, and he wants to fight in a the, I can't remember what it is. The Philly something dome. Yeah, wherever the first fight take, took place, basically, he wants to recreate it per, as it was, and they're going to call it Super Fight Two, mm-hmm. and it's going to be huge, and he's going to absolutely annihilate him. Is his plan? Yeah, um, and, and yeah. that's what he wants to do. He wants to embarrass him. Yeah, um, and he wants to regain the pride that he lost. Mm. After all these accusations, all these accusations that he's had, but like they say, with a lot of so there is there's a whole thing about like prize fighting, about whether you should or shouldn't do certain things. So like most recently is the um, Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight. Oh yeah. So Mayweather was calling out McGregor, Mm. and McGregor was equally giving it back. Yeah. Both in two different sports that are actually quite different yeah of course they are yeah but then the issue is is that Floyd Mayweather is this unbeaten boxer yeah and McGregor was this unbeaten MMA fighter so depending on how it was going to be one was always going to come off worse yeah so if Mayweather fights McGregor and loses he's the best in the world and he's lost to somebody that's not even in the sport yeah and if he wins it's irrelevant yeah because so what you beat a guy that wasn't a boxer yeah so there isn't much of a win-win situation there, which is why they kept focusing on it being all about the money. Yeah. Which was, and he pasted it. Yeah. So, but yeah, and it's just, it's one of those things, but especially in boxing, it's, it's so much of it, where well, any sort of prize fighting really, is so much of it is about the build-up and about all the... It's the showmanship. ...posturing. But that's the thing, I feel like this time round, like the first time round, they made it very clear that Apollo only thought of it as a show. Yeah. And he didn't give a shit about the fight. This yeah. time around, it's just a fight. He doesn't even care yeah. about the show. Like they, they have a, there's a really good scene about sort of midway through, where Apollo it's before he takes out the um, yeah, it's before he takes out the newspaper advert, and he like, he's he's adamant that he has to fight Rocky. Yeah. And his manager, he's, or his, what is it? Is he's like his right hand man, whatever you want to call him. I can't remember. Well, yeah, his corner man. Yeah, so it's like his trainer because it's Duke. Yeah, Duke he's like no he's all wrong for us you don't want to fight you don't have to fight him again here's all the list of people who you can fight who can yeah. be your neck and they'll be massive and it'll be insane and you'll make shit load of money out of it fight him don't fight Rocky and 
examined none of it. Mm-hmm. Examined none of it because I think one of the lines he has is that I I won but I didn't beat him. That's yeah. That's an that, exact line. I even wrote that down. Yeah. Uh, I won but I didn't beat him. That's and the then difference. they say about you know if you if you do this you're the bad guy yes I, I remember writing that down as well I was like you understand that from a PR because he's got all his PR men in the room and it's again mm-hmm. there is an element of it where he's very much a showman and that they're trying to make that comparison with him and Ali and they say in the room look you understand if you go after this I know it's all about your pride but you are painting yourself as the villain yeah and he says whatever gets him in the ring I don't care whatever gets him in the ring and he wants to yeah because his tactic to get him in the ring is to humiliate him yeah and like they do that by doing this this newspaper advert where it's um, it's a cartoon of Apollo Creed and he's like strangling Rocky and Rocky's a chicken yeah the Italian chicken the I Italian chicken it's very witty like well done well, oh, done. well done all round by that, that, whoever, it's, what, it's the nuance I mean whatever they, he's paying his PR team it's not enough that's all yeah. I say <laughs> it's, it's the subtlety of it which is, is most engaging yeah and it comes at the like one of the lowest points for Rocky because I think at that point he's then working at the gym. Uh, is that is that yeah? yeah so he's gone back to working at the gym. He's just sold the car. He sold the car. He lost his job at the meat. Lost packet. his job at the meat packing plant. And then he has to. He goes to Mick and says, "I I want to work here." And he's like, "I've got to be around it. Yeah, I've got to be around. But I, maybe I can't fight anymore. Maybe you're right. But I've got to be around it. It's yeah. who I am." Because at first he asks, "Can I have my locker back?" And they had, there's a really good mixes, scene. of course, which is like the first thing. Yeah, but then there's this that scene that they have on the stairs is really great. It's like you said earlier, there are two scenes where he talks to Adrian and Mick about going back to fight him, mm-hmm. and Mick does this like demonstration for him, showing him how bad his eye is. Yeah, by putting up a finger and bringing it in slowly across towards his face, and say, "Stop when you can see this." Yeah, and he does the same for his left eye, right, right eye. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. His right eye, and Rocky can't see it until it's. Like, in fact, he can't see it at he all. Can't can he can't see it because he Mark, uh, Mick puts it almost in front of his eye. Yeah, and he says, "Yeah, there, I can see it." He's like, "No, you're and lying." Mick's like, "You're lying." You're lying. And then he slaps him. And he slaps him. He says, "If an old beat-up man like me can slap you that quickly, you can't see it coming." He would have caved your face in. Yeah, but then <sighs> this is okay. But, but in context, then when you go and watch the fight at the end, mm-hmm. it makes no difference which side of the his face is getting punched because Rocky doesn't do anything when he sees a punch coming no and that's that's. He's I mentioned just... that in last week's episode is that in the first one it's not the best sort of standalone boxing film that there is because there are other ones out there that are more true to boxing as a sport yeah but what it is it's such a powerful film in fact it's a sporting drama that ends in a boxing match but the issue that we have with this one is it starts to get the point, to the point where it is just two people punching one another in the face yeah repeatedly over and over and over again yeah, like and Jack just, Hammers yeah that, we'll, we'll get to the fight later but that, that's the biggest sort of issue that I have with this film is yeah. in the fight all the stuff leading up to it is amazing like yeah all the stuff with like I say Mickey and that so that scene on the stairs is around the same time in there where he has the conversation with Adrian mm-hmm. and again it's at the, he's at his lowest point he's just been fired from the meat back in there and he's punching a bag down there in the cellar in the, in the basement in the basement of their new home mm-hmm. and talking about fighting again and he has that line where he said look I never asked you to stop being a woman Yeah, don't ask me to stop being a man Yeah, which is quite a powerful line because he's got this whole thing about being the. I think it's in response to her saying she'll go back to work Yeah, and you can see like it's great performance from Stallone 
Yeah, when, when when she says that, it breaks it, and you can see it. He just he hates yeah. that idea of her, his pregnant wife having to go back to work. Yeah, and he immediately drops. Yeah, like in physically. Yeah, and then you can see it in the way that his voice changes and yeah. everything else. But it is yeah, it's really powerful. It's like I'm the one who's supposed to provide, and the only way I know how to do that now, I've I've tried other ways and I can't do it. The only way I know is to fight. Yeah, and he knows full well that he might go blind. Or he might like, well, yeah, he could. He, I mean, he could die. He could go blind. He could. He could lose the fight and lose everything again, because he's at this point where he's, he's, you know, after that advert comes out or that piece in the paper comes out, there are people just openly laughing at him on yeah. the street. Because he, you know, he's walking around the gym and people are like barging him. Yeah, because saying, that, oh, that's is that the toughest thing. You, yeah, you've got to say, is oops. say is oops. Because he picks up the spit, the bucket of spit. Yeah, and Mickey tries to stop him from doing it. He's like, "Rock, rock, you don't have to do that." But Rocky just goes and does it because it's a job that he's doing. He's yeah. just a nice guy. He's a worker. He's a worker, isn't he? And he's yeah, it's tough. It is tough. But again, he does a really good job of making you feel that sympathy for Rocky, and that sort of even though he had you know he had success, he then sort of he builds him up just to bring him back down again so that he can build him back up again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a really well sort of thought out arc. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of it. I think the 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 key moments for the. I think the best part of this whole film is the training stuff. Oh God, yeah. Um, from the just anything when Mick gets involved, when because Mick, even though he initially says he doesn't want to train Rocky, Rocky shouldn't fight because of his eye. Mick is enraged by that TV that, that yeah. when, when Apollo gets on TV. It's that immediate just fury. So we, one thing I've got to mention is when he walks in. And he says, "What's that you got there?" And he says, "It's a dog." And he says, "What's that you got there?" And he points to his hearing aid. Yeah. And he says, "Ah." Oh. And he taps it. And he says, "It lets me hear stupid things better." <laughs> and it's just, it's fucking great line. I love because it. it's just a throwaway line, but it is just, it sort of embodies Mick yeah. really in Mick. that just immediate turnaround. And it's just never addressed after that. that. That's it. It's just, yeah, yeah. And then there's not uh, half as much like in the first one. Obviously, they were at each other's throats a lot. And this, their relationship has turned right way around. Now they're very, he's affectionate towards Rocky in a way. Yeah, he's like taken he, on a paternal role. He'll he sort of he'll give him tough love and sort of te- and give him a load of shit, like the chasing chickens. Yeah, maybe you're childish. Go on, chase the chicken. But it's not anywhere near as antagonistic as he was in the first one. No, but the, and that's the thing. At this point, they've been through that whole thing together, and they've been through those full fifteen rounds together. And the important part of Mick recognising Rocky for who he is rather than just being a fighter yeah he now knows who he is and he cares about him yeah and it's never shown more than in that that bit where there are like you say at the bit in the stairwell yeah. where they're at the top they're just talking to one another it's on in the background now the care that comes across mm. when Mick's talking to him and the sadness that comes across yeah. when Rocky knows that he yeah. shouldn't do it yeah and Mick's saying you know you sh- there are so many other contenders that have done this and that have said that they've got one more in them just retire yeah. just give up that's but the thing like, yeah, I don't know, Rocky yeah. keeps on he keeps going doesn't he that's the thing and he should by rights again we're very early in the franchise there are four more films to go but he's beaten and he should retire now but we know that he there's a Rocky 3, 4, 5 and 6 in which he takes part in boxing matches in, bo- in fights he continues being a fighter yeah. It's not until Creed that they switch fighters and he becomes Mickey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's still. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. there's a bit of a switcheroo in 4. Like, no, no, because 4 is when he fights 
um, yeah, but it's, Drago. But it's Apollo that fights Drago. Yeah, to start with. But Apollo's way, way past it now already. The whole point yeah. was, an, it was an exhibition match, America versus Russia, wasn't it? Yeah. We'll talk about that later. We've we'll, 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 we'll got two weeks to get We've we'll got two weeks until Rocky Four, until the Cold War kicks off. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean kicks off? That ended the Cold War. Oh, no, it did, didn't it? Because if I can change, then maybe we can all change. <laughs> did, anyway. did he direct and write that one as well? He did, didn't uh, he? Uh, he has to have I done. I think so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, <laughs> speaking of, like I say, the, there are some interesting directorial and writing choices in this one. I think you called out one of them in your rundown, which was his proposal to Adrian. Yeah. What? Why? Why does he do it at the zoo? That's really strange because it's also in amongst that sequence happens just as he's coming out of hospital and like the ad man's coming to him and trying to get inside and he's like, ah, he's got brain damage and like he's coming across as a lot dumber than he used to be and it does mm. seem like he's got, he's not right in the head yeah, anymore. Yeah. And then his immediate thing is to then go to the zoo. Given what was said about the zoo in the last movie. And it's like I know we've watched them week on week. Maybe some people won't won't remember that line from the first one about going. No, to but the still, zoo. you think the person that wrote it? Yeah, it's very specific. It's like of all the places you could like, you got it's quite an important scene. He's going to propose. He's going to ask her to marry him. The obvious thing to do would have been to go back to the ice rink. Yeah, that would have made sense. It's a it's a classic scene that people loved. It's the first date they had. Go back to the ice rink and ask her to marry you there. Yeah, it could have been so many things. But instead, he goes to the zoo. I don't, what? I don't know. what was he thinking I no idea I don't know because that's just a really it's the same guy that wrote it I mean he so he wrote that line yeah. in the first one and then goes through with it in the second I mean yeah it's just a very strange I don't know what he's trying to say because yeah. Adrian is a much I feel like she's a much stronger character this time around it's almost yeah. like their roles are reversed in terms of like he's the one who struggles I don't want to say he's not shy he's, almost, he's the opposite of that He's too, particularly at the beginning. He beca- he gets more shy as it goes on, I suppose. But to begin with, he's very out there. But he's like he's dumb. He's like he doesn't relate to people properly. Like when he buys the house, when he's going on job interviews, like someone asks him, uh, "Do you have criminal record?" Nothing to brag about. Just great answer. It's like no, Rocky, you idiot. Stop being such an idiot. Like he, he's like he's much dumber for someone who like shakes down people for money and all the rest of it. You think he has some idea of how the world works? Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. If you, you know, the sort of person that shakes someone someone down for money isn't really going to need a lot of persuasion to do much. I guess so he's going to walk up and he's going to punch him in the face or break their thumbs. Yeah, I guess so. But just you I don't know. know. The, the thing, yeah, the thing with the estate agent really weirds me out. I don't understand how he's so naive. I guess. The... Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people, especially Rocky, he's come from this, you know, very poor background. You know, he's, he's, his folks aren't around and. He works in as a debt collector, mm. beating people up, shaking people down for money. He lives in a shithole apartment. Stinks. Stinks. You know, he's, these are all these things that are in there that, you know, are probably reflective of Stallone as well because he was pretty much homeless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, and then you get to the, sort of the scene where he sort of almost sort of wanders just aimlessly back into Mighty Mix yeah yeah. I remember, I think there's one particular bit isn't there where like his old boss comes in again um, yeah he, tell, he asks him to um, if he wants to come back yeah to deck, like, and then he, he looks up on the board and there is a cut it's like a cut out of Rocky in yeah. his prime and he goes what happened to that guy six months ago mate yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> supposedly yeah. the actual fact is like four years ago when we were yeah. making the first one but 
that was six months ago and they made that car out of me I think yeah like I say it, it's a it's a rocky road <laughs> no pun intended yeah okay um, yeah not. I'm going to leave it in for all of your shame yeah no I should feel ashamed for that I've, I was trying to say something like that but the first thing that sprung to mind was rocky road because the word rocky's everywhere everywhere I look is rocky ice cream <laughs> but yeah it's lots of ups and downs and I think the, the sort of the turning point of the whole film is with Adrian and the pregnancy and Paulie's like going after because basically Rocky decides that he's going to fight yeah um, Mick comes to him after that challenge is issued by Creed and Rocky sort of takes it he sat on the stairs and he has his, you know, his, his so he's, he's kind of he's had the decision made in his head that he's going to go back into fighting and then he has this conversation with Adrian who says you shouldn't do it you're not going to do it and then he turns it around and says you, you know you're stopping me being a man mm-hmm. you're stopping me doing this stuff and then so the decision's already made in his head at that point and yeah. then Mick comes to the door after seeing the TV call out from Creed yeah says we should knock his block off and Rocky's immediately back in it yeah and there's a very and that's of, what he needed he needed yeah. a little external yeah you know validation well it's a case of yeah I think it's, it's a, like a one two punch of the the challenge from Creed and he's there in his house with his wife and he just sat on the stairs and sort of just listening to it and he doesn't say anything and she's just looking at him yeah, and he's there with his dog and he's just listening to the, all this guy just say that he's a bum and that he it was a miracle it was amazing he never did it, it what does he call him he says he's a I can't remember what, what Apollo actually calls him now but something that get really gets Mick back up doesn't it yeah um, and Mick like jumps out of his, <laughs> he's like he's eating soup and crackers and he's the man's like in bed a, the man's 80 years old and he runs around there like a fucking and says I say we knock his block off absolutely <laughs> And then they just look back at Adrian, who's there, stood on the stairs, heavily breathing, seething. And then he just sort of shrugs at her and walks out the door. And the next thing you know, they're doing a press conference and it's happening. It's just, mm. Yeah, it's and crazy. That's, and that's the thing. And then the, the, the press co- I I love the press conference in this because it shows how far he's come yeah. since the first one. Yeah. So the first time that he's on TV, he's wearing, you know, just this woolly jumper. Yeah, yeah. This just stupid woolly jumper, and he doesn't really know what he's talking about. And he makes out to everybody else that he's that he's okay, and he knows that they were he doesn't really care that they were having a laugh in. But then he admits to Adrian, yeah, that he did, that he knew, and it upset him. Yeah, uh, but and then you can tell that this time he's more on board. He's so relaxed because he's like, it's all right, I'm gonna be fighting again. That's what I can do. I can fight. I think again, part of it is that doesn't he work himself out a deal in terms of the money? Well, it's a million dollars. Yeah, so it was a million dollars, but isn't it? that's if he wins or is no, that it's a million dollar fight it's a million dollar fight whether yeah. he wins or loses so that's it he, in that sense I, th- I guess because his motivator at this point so whether he wins or loses he's got <clears> a million dollars yeah. and that to him that means he's already won because his motivation is to provide for his wife and child Yeah. so he knows that that's going to happen yeah. whether he gets whether he gets beaten in the ring and humiliated or not he's going to get that and money that's the thing that's the attitude change because he's you know he's 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 emasculated because he can't provide and that his wife's gone back to work yeah which nowadays isn't really a problem at all mm. but in the 70s was a much bigger deal yeah but then I don't know there's your wife going back to work and that being emasculating but then your wife working while she's pregnant is something and else and you can't get work and you can't get work like they're basically that's... and you've gone from being the most famous person in Philadelphia to just a bum mm. yeah but it's just that it's the 
is when she's like yeah when you see her working in the pet store and she's like lugging these giant bags of like you know dog food around yeah and she's heavily pregnant and you're just like that's emasculating for anyone because like again it's 70s there's no such thing as maternity leave and no. especially not for like a, a well I mean there was but not in a pet store not in a pet store in Philly yeah no but then yeah and then that's the thing and it's this it's this big change and he already relaxes so much yeah and then so he knows that he's going into it so when you see this training when Adrian doesn't agree with it he's not he's not doing it he's just like oh, I'll be okay I've got yeah. this I'll be alright I can do this again like he's like he's resigned to the fact that this is what I've got to do to get some money I know full well that I'm going to get my ass kicked but that's well, okay but that's the thing and he, he's, he thinks he's going to be okay yeah but then he doesn't realise until the next thing that happens which is when Paulie confronts Adrian in the pet yeah. store and that's another instance of Paulie being a dick really yeah he's he a total piece of shit yeah and he just so basically yeah Paulie comes in and sees Rocky training and can see that his heart's not in it and he's not, you know, he's not giving it his all. Meanwhile, mm. Adrian's across the road working at the pet store. So Paulie taking getting involved in his sister's marriage because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> wanders over to the wanders over to the pet store and gives her a hard time. Says, "You're messing with this guy's head, and he's gonna get hurt because of you." Shut the fuck up, Paul. And then and she goes, "Look, you don't love him like I do. If he goes blind, you can walk away. I can't walk away. I'm married yeah. to him. I'm having his kid." And she's completely right. It's yeah, just, it's fast. and that's the thing, like everyone else cares about what they can get from him yeah Adrian wants him yeah exactly and that's the main part of it it's just she doesn't care about the fight she doesn't care about the house because she was she loved him when he was a debt collector shaking people down on the streets yeah. and she was working in the pet shop yeah she loved him before all of this yeah and then everybody now wants to be with him because of this which is another really important part of it and it's yeah it was like ham-fistedly said in it but it's shown so much more in this as well because yeah. she's quite confident to turn around and say something in front of like a film director that's making the advert yeah the, the, well yeah we need you to know, talk about that some... <laughs> we, yeah oh, it's <laughs> what, what, what? It's just... I, know we, I know we've got to go back but we, we can't continue talking about this franchise without talking about the time when Rocky tried to do adverts and couldn't read. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like immediately following his win, when like the, everyone wants a piece of Rocky, he gets approached by this advertising bloke, who then sets him up to do a TV advert for aftershave, which Beast. is Beast aftershave, and they have him dressed as Tarzan or like a caveman, isn't it? Yeah. He's a caveman with a giant club in a cage. In a cage, and then he like has to read these awful like lines <laughs> like on a <laughs> off a dummy card, as they yeah, call it. Yeah, they call it in the next bit. And then he's just like. Or he says, <laughs> yeah. it makes me feel mainly what can, you can't read can you it's like shit he can't read very well like and they, then they put him like in another set where they put like prosthetics on his face to make him look like he's been beaten up oh it's, it's to look like the end of the last uh, his yeah. fight with Apollo and then the director is very flamboyant and over the top about everything yeah because he's a director in a film because he's yeah because he's an in film film director yeah so they're always arseholes yeah and say so, I don't work with it. this man is not a professional I don't I only work with professionals and he yeah. goes off with one doesn't he Rocky's very short lived <laughs> advertising career yeah but yeah some of the lines and stuff they have is just is unreal like keep keep going <laughs> what it'll, it'll happen there's more things that come up really yeah okay <laughs> there's more other things that will pop up along the way what does he suddenly get better at it 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that Stallone's like, he hasn't got enough of an ego for him to just like suddenly turn around in the next one or the one after and go, oh yeah, now he's an amazing ad man. Well, yeah, I mean, he does fight Russia in one. <laughs> he so he finds the, Russia. He fights Russia. Oh yeah. You know. No, he ends the Cold War with a, with his glove. He does. <laughs> um, With his spirit and heart. He also, yeah, I mean, he in, in these first two films, he fixed race relations in America. Did he? Yeah. Did he fix them by punching them in the face? Yes, he did. That's what Muhammad Ali said about this one. Did he now? Muhammad Ali said that um, in real life, there's no way that a guy could come back and beat the champ like this, but this supports the um, the white ideology. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, good yeah, point. That's what he said. This supports their fairy tales. He said, because I exist in the real world, they have to have a fictional white man who could to, beat him. Who could beat a fictional version of me <laughs> to give themselves someone to, and he's like he's right so if I'm by the way I'm referring to something and you should look this up basically there is a article um, from you know from back in the day written by Roger Ebert who's like mm-hmm. one of the greatest film critics of all time yeah and in it he essentially just sits down and has an interview with Muhammad Ali as they watch Rocky 2 yeah and and Muhammad Ali gives his sort of critique of the film as it goes and said that would never happen that would never happen that's bollocks and, yeah. like, and it's really really good really interesting really entertaining um, because Ali is very aware of the fact that Apollo Creed is very much based on him um, yeah and th- there are certain parallels that he talks about like the fact that like he says people think it's not realistic that the kids run along with him but that's happened to me in New York yeah. he says like yeah, but it's an easy thing to find. Just type in Muhammad Ali, Rocky Two, and I'm sure you'll find it. And it's um, it's a good read. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's if if we jump forward a bit now, and if we jump forward to the training that now that Rocky knows that he's going to fight Creed again. Yeah. They've done the uh, they've done the press conference. Yeah. And it's Mick and Rocky. Again, another part which shows the the deeper connection that they've got between the two of them when. Mick says that Southpaws should be banned because they lead with their face. Yeah. Which is kind of true in some sense. Well, that's what it's some very people true. say. In about. Rocky's sense, it's very true. Yeah. Throw your arm out with the fist, with the clenched fist. And what I'll do is I'll move my face to get in front of it <laughs> as many times as I possibly can. And then when you're knackered from doing that, you won't be able to stand up at the end and I'll win. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And that's it. You're pretty so much. you're so tired from kicking my ass for fifteen rounds. You can't even stand up, mate. I win. Exactly. <laughs> that's his strategy. It's just, well, it is. Yeah, it's because it says it's not about how hard you get hit. Oh, yeah. you know. But yeah, one of the well, the the key point of this scene is yeah. about changing how Rocky fights. Yeah, changing so his right-handed fighter. So he needs to be, yeah, he needs to be an orthodox stance and that he needs to be quicker on his feet. Yeah. He needs to be quicker because he needs to protect his right eye. Yeah. So it's like this big change because it's something that never happens because you are one or the other yeah. in boxing. There is no switching between because yeah. it's not how your body works. Well, that's that's actually something that Ali brings up and he thinks that, that in real life there is no way a boxer could do that. No. Unless you did it at the age of like six or seven when yeah, you were exactly. first starting to fight, there's no way that you would be able to switch over. Especially no. Rocky's what, thirty one in this? So yeah, he's meant yeah, to be, he he's be. meant to be at the end of his career. So it's for him Pretty to be much, able to yeah. turn around and then switch his entire fighting style is crazy. But yeah. Um, yeah, and it is, and it is, you know, this like I said from when we watched the first one, how they all become less real yeah. going on, 
Um, but like in this one with the switching of the stance is like a massive, massive thing in boxing. Yeah. But yeah, and it's then they go into the training, but his heart's not in it. Yeah. So we have we have that first. He's half. in the fight. He knows he's going to get money. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, we we've touched on it earlier. But yeah, we have the the first half of the training where he's not really into it. Then there's this argument between Paulie and Adrian, mm. and the result of that is that Adrian collapses, and yeah. essentially goes into labour early. Yeah. She's, the baby's a month premature they rush her to the hospital the baby's born but she slipped into a coma yes and then that's it. like Rocky again it's, it goes back to showing that these films Adrian is his motivation throughout the whole thing that's what it's all about yeah. he doesn't give a shit about Creed no he's about Adrian so the minute that happens he's done he doesn't, stop, he doesn't do any training that's it he's over yeah so he's done he, like he's by her bedside like he won't move and we get this amazing speech from Mickey in the chapel yeah, but don't forget, before that, we have the section where there's a flip from the first one where we see Creed mm. in the first is sort of showboating and doing a bit of training here or there. And it's talking about, oh, send 200 roses to the mayor's wife. And then you see that Rocky's really intensely training. He's pounded meat. And then it flips in this one where... Creed's just going through opponents. Oh yeah, no, this time yeah. So in the first one, we never saw Creed train at all, and in this one, no. he's absolutely smashing it. And he's yeah. they keep bringing in these like these dummy aspiring <laughs> partners that are just getting absolutely. He just absolutely destroys them, yeah. And he's like he's taking it really seriously. And again, like I said, he doesn't care about the show; he cares about the fight. Yeah, he wants to absolutely annihilate Rocky. Um, and then meanwhile, yeah, first of all, Rocky's not in it, and then this happens to Adrian. Yeah. And it is, and it is like, um, you know, I, I mean, in my show notes, I hear I've got emotional Rocky, emotional Mickey, emotional Paulie, and then a sad face. Yeah, you say you say emotional Paulie, but well, I you mean... see, it's not that emo- <laughs> where it's it's this sort of stoic emotion where he's just pacing back and forth Paul, in, in Paul. the hallway of the hospital. I don't like Paulie. <laughs> I know you don't like Paulie. No, look, the thing, the thing with Paulie that gets me about this is so obviously this goes on for quite a long time, Adrian being, you know, in a coma. Um, the kid has been born. Rocky refuses to go to even see the kid. Yeah, this is, this is a, a whole thing for me. Like That's a bit weird. I've right? written, wait a second, Rocky didn't see the baby? Yeah, so how long is she supposed to be in the coma for? I don't know. It feels like it's a fairly significant it amount of time. It does feel like a while. At least like a week. Well, yeah, but it's like so he hasn't his son he hasn't seen his newborn. Like I get that the gesture is kind of nice, the gesture between his, him and Adrian, and him saying, "Oh, I don't want to do this thing without you." It's your fucking son, mate. Yeah. Your firstborn son. Yeah, and and he's premature, and you want to make sure you, the doctors have told you he's all right, but you you kind of want to know for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to yeah, but Rocky's like, no, I can't look at him until Adrian's here to look at him with me, and that is. Strange. Yeah, it's very that weird. is odd, and like, and I don't know what's going on in Sloane's head. What his rationale behind that is? Because again, it, it's very close to home for him, even to a point where the baby in this film is Sloane's baby. But yeah, I don't, it's, I don't know what his thinking is behind that. But there you go, it is what it is. But so yeah, we have this whole thing where she's in a coma, and yeah, he's not training. He's done. Mickey has this very you know heartfelt speech to him, talking about how he's got another shot. But he sort of calms down at the end of it. Rocky doesn't say a word throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He comes out at the end of it and goes, "Look, if you're out, I'm out." And or words to that effect. I can't remember exactly yeah. what he says. He says, "If you're just gonna lay down, then I'll lay down with you, and we'll stay here and we'll pray." 
because she's a good girl and again it's another yeah. one of those indications that Paulie cares about him as a person Mickey Mickey sorry Mickey yeah. cares about him as a person as well as him as a fighter and like, yeah and he's taken that yeah again like I say he's taken on that paternal role yeah you know and it is it's because like the characters in it especially in this one when you see that people aren't behind him and in with it no. he's got no he's got he's got drive mm. and he's got willpower but he doesn't have this like I would argue that in these films like Adrian is the heart of Rocky mm. and Mick is the spirit yeah because it's he needs all of these things to yeah. come together behind him so that he can have his heart the spirit to be able to punch and to be able to have that drive to no, go well, the no, whole way okay, his main um, skill if you like is being able to get punched in the face over yeah exactly so he's he got has, that he, he that, can always be punched no he's got that it's, heart it's and that, that skill heart and drive that he needs to be able to get back up and that he needs to keep going through no, the, 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 like I say the, the main you know his achievement is how many punches he can take in the face it's not about him being able to get up it's like well done mate you can stand up at the end of like and this guy you almost you almost couldn't stand up but you pulled yourself up with the ropes I, no we'll talk about that later <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll fight you yeah I knew that I knew this might be a bone of contention for you yeah. <laughs> I could feel it as I was watching it I was just like you're not going to like what I have to say about this one but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah and then so we we have this after we have this whole long sequence where and the other thing I noticed about the whole part where Adrian's in a coma is that Rocky's wardrobe doesn't change at any point? He's wearing no. the same Doing stuff. The same stuff. Doesn't go home. So in theory, he literally does not leave the hospital. No. Which is great. A nice little like nod of mm-hmm. talking about you know character building, I guess. Isn't yeah, it? But yeah. It's yeah. just a little you know attention to detail, which is much better in this. And one. he reads to her because she yeah. mentions early on that she likes how he reads. Yeah, and he likes how she lies. Yep. See, <laughs> so I took. Do you take that to mean? She's lying because he doesn't read very good, or she's lying down. I think it's the lying down. Yeah, okay. because I don't think he'd be that smart. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then, so eventually, so he's reading to her. He's at her bedside, and then her hand starts moving. She wakes up, and we have this great sort of scene where she wakes up. They they bring in the baby. Well, before they bring in the baby, though, they crack open a bottle of champagne, yeah. and Paulie is annoyed that she's not drinking it because it's forty bucks a bottle. Yeah, because he's a piece of shit. He All he cares about is the mountains of, hey, come on, what's the matter with you? Why aren't you drinking the bottle of wine? I just bought you a nice bottle and you're not even drinking it. That's your sister who's been in a coma for a week. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. I fucking hate him, man, honestly. He's, he's, <laughs> he's an arse. He's an arse. He's a dickhead. There's nothing endearing about him. He's just a dickhead. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> then they bring the baby in and they have this really tender moment where they've got a baby and then Adrian. And this is the moment that she 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 looks at him and she says, "Hey, come here. I want you to do one thing for me." Yeah, come here. And then he gets closer, and she says, "Win." There's a big smile on her face. Big smile on her face. And then is my favourite moment in all Rocky films, as we discussed earlier. It's the little ding, ding. sound. Yeah, and because <laughs> it's at that moment in every Rocky film that you're like, "Shit is going down." It just this is where it all kicks off. Yeah. This is the important part. We've gotten to it. It all goes. Up. It all goes mad from here, and then we get the. Then we get the montage part the one. Du- yeah. Then we get the double montage. Well, first it's not before the, like the leading into the montage. Though we get that great moment from Mick, don't we? The, the minute she goes win, and Rocky just turns around and she's got that smile on his face. Mick just goes 
what are we waiting for? And she yeah. just like runs out there. This eight-year-old man has been waiting. Oh, thank fuck for that. Right, let's go punch ah, something. she's alive. It's like, like just waiting. Oh. Like she's waiting with baby breath. Like I know I shouldn't say anything, but I want to ask: him, Is it okay if he comes training with us now? Like, it's like, are we are we okay to get, like, to get we, punched? Oh, right, you're up. You're you're okay, right? Can we go punch some stuff? You got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. But eventually, she says, "He's oh, like, fuck for that. Let's go." Like, <laughs> it's like it's like you your um your mate's girlfriend giving him permission to come out for a pint. It's like, oh, thank <laughs> fuck for that. Right, come on, let's Yay! go. Let's let's let's. <laughs> but like <laughs> I love it yeah and then yeah, like I say so you, there's two parts of this montage the first part of the montage is like all kinds of crazy shit going on he's like he's doing press ups in, in the sunset with one arm one arm press ups uh, he's, doing, he's doing like he's one got, arm pull ups he's got this giant log on his back and he's doing like squats squat walks with the run um, uh, he's, he's hitting a pipe with a sledgehammer it's just fucking brilliant. It's great. We get to a point where the whole point of this first montage is to talk about his speed. So mm-hmm. he like he catches the chicken. He's getting the the medicine ball passed around behind his back, and he gets really quick at it. Yeah. And then he's and he's doing the speed bag, and he gets really quick at it to a point. He gets so quick at it that the, that the scene has to stop because it goes to a freeze frame. Just because otherwise, if they don't freeze frame, it wouldn't be able but to keep up with him. Also, that's not just the speed. That's him being a fight, out of fight orthodox. As well. oh, that's true. That's true. Because they so, showed it before when he said, "What's the matter with you?" The ball too too fast. He couldn't do it, could he? Because no. anything he was doing on his right side, he couldn't see. No. Couldn't see the ball. Yeah. So th- that's why he had to learn to do it the other arm. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, they do that, and you think, "All oh, right, that's it. Montage over." <laughs> no, no, no. We get a very brief. We get a little brief interval where he puts down Rocky Junior. The yeah. bed, and then he um, he gets into this crazy montage. Um, I mean. I mean the thing is like as much as everybody loves watching the montages there's not really that much you can say about a montage because it's it's not really conducive to a a podcast environment no although yeah oh you see this bit yeah I see that bit do you see it podcast listeners no you fucking don't because otherwise we're just talking about what's on the screen exactly yeah I mean it's interesting like the, like I said we talked about it earlier with the the kids running along behind him the symbolism that's symbolism isn't it? Philadelphia all the small people of Philadelphia are behind him he's a dad now so the kids are behind him well, they just reuse that shot oh, sorry it's not in the background there's a point where he's running through what looks like a quad from a, like a college or a university sure, or something I know what that is um <laughs> Um, and like, he jump, he like vaults over one of the um, benches, and then vaults over another one, and then they just like cut back, and it looks like he's vaulting over the same two benches again. Yeah, it's like I don't know if they just use the same shot or not. It's bizarre, but they just have this this sequence where he's running down like what looks like a giant main road in Philadelphia yeah. with like shitloads of lanes, and by the looks of it, they've just closed it down. They've just closed it down so that all these this gang of like hundreds, hundreds of, of children, hundreds of children, can chase after him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then of course he ends up back because the whole point with this is that it's got that sort of sequelitis type thing where it's like do everything that the first one did but do it bigger and better yeah. so they go right he has to run up the stairs again because yeah. everyone loved it in the first one but this time he has to have a full load of kids with him and the other thing we've got to talk about in terms of the montage is the new version of Gonna Fly Now by Bill Conti yeah so good like he again like everyone loved it in the first one you've got to bring your A game in the second one what are you going to do right I'm going to put some funk in it okay good what else I'm going to put you know how we had people singing yeah kids 
kids are going to sing this time is going to be a, a children's orchestral choir yeah okay what else synths electric synths, guitars electric guitar I want electric guitar but like, it's, the, it's the theme you know but not as you know it it's amazing yeah I've listened to that a, a fair few times on Spotify. <laughs> I may have listened to the the Rocky Two version of "Gonna Fly" now. Yeah, is now like on my shuffle playlist. So, yeah, that's the one. That's the one that people um like most remember. Is it? Yeah, is this one because it they they in the first one it's just one person's voice. Yeah, but I feel like that's it's more like a cl- it's like a classic. Yeah, but if you ask someone and they'll be like. Oh, is this the one from Rocky, or is this the one from Rocky? It's like Eye of the Tiger is from Rocky. That's from Rocky Three. Yeah, you know, um, I'm gonna fly now is in both, but this is the more popularized one because it's got a better production to it. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know whether I, I think of the the first one. Yeah, it's more of a strip. Like I don't know if I'd even heard this one until I watched it when mm. I watched Rocky Two the first time. I think if I'd heard like the Rocky theme is one of those things that is like permeate it's, it's taken on a life of its own outside of the movies like even if you hadn't seen a Rocky film before you know that someone's done that before in your life or you've heard it or you've seen it parodied or something yeah, yeah but yeah when I think of it I think of the stripped down version and not the orchestral choir like the choir yeah. and all that sort of stuff which is why like I, I really enjoyed this version of it it was great um yeah <laughs> and then yeah the, the point of the kids running behind him and the whole thing is that the idea is that now they've got this whole he's Philadelphia's son and they like they hold yeah. him up and like, everyone loves him and like when he goes when he's going to go for the fight like there's a huge crowd outside his house yeah and they're all just Rocky we love you Rocky that's <laughs> so good it's amazing it's like and then Paulie and Adrian stay behind because of doctor's orders. Yeah, doctor's orders, and I think something to do with some some filming schedule issue. Okay. But I think they they filmed a version of it where Adrian was in the stadium. Yeah, but then for some reason they changed their minds and then they oh, okay. So the the scenes where Paulie and Adrian are watching it yeah. were filmed months afterwards. Really? Yeah, they were filmed like months and months after oh, they fuck. they finished principal photography and it was a reshoot essentially where they were just watching it on TV. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know. No, I, don't I know knew why. the editing process in this was ridiculous. I know right. it took like eight or nine months to edit. This did, film. did Stallone um, insist on editing it himself as well? No, he didn't edit himself, <laughs> but he was he was heavily involved. He was in the editing suite the whole time. Yeah, and it took like eight nine months for him to get done. Which, I you know, I wouldn't go so far to say is it spectacularly edited. No, I mean like. Uh, and from a directorial standpoint do you think Stone does a good job in this one yeah he does a pretty good job like, I think some of the scenes in this are better so I think the I mean there isn't really a lot that happens between what we were saying and then the climax so if we can get to that yeah it doesn't have the same quiet moment that it did in the first one there is a point where there's like a self reflective moment like I said in my rundown literally in Apollo Creed's case yeah he's literally he's in a dressing room <laughs> topless staring at a mirror which has got just a picture of Rocky taped to it yeah it's, it's, well, it's like a newspaper cutting isn't it yeah of Rocky's face and, and it's, it's just this <laughs> one clipping but then it doesn't have that same sort of impact as it does in the last one no but um, but yeah and then when we get to the fight is well it's it's the climax of Rocky 2 <laughs> So, 
Yeah, I mean, right, so this is where I've got to talk about it now. Cause it's, yeah, yeah, it's, no, go, go, go it's, for it. It's go, doing, go. It's, it does my head in. It's my biggest issue with this film. So, for me, the fight does not match up with the film that came before it and the the specifically the training. So, they've gone, they've made this massive point about this training montage that he's done about how he's going to get faster. Yeah. He's going to get fast. He's going to be he's going to be so fast, this guy won't know what to do. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to be fast. He's going to fight differently and all the rest of it. And then he turns up and it's exactly the same as the last one. He literally just gets punched in the face mm-hmm. over and over and over again. I don't understand because you watch the two of them and the way they box. And like, I don't know much about boxing, right? Mm-hmm. But my immediate thought, if, I, if someone asked me to strike, to get a stance for boxing mm-hmm. I would put my fists up like just under your chin because the idea is that you've got to, you block you protect you put your guard up yeah. you have to put your guard up whereas Rocky holds his like at chest height yeah. and then just goes and gets punched in the face over yeah, like and a, over like an old and over again boxing. but it's just like he doesn't do anything to stop it it's like the, well, also you got to remember it's Hollywood boxing so yeah. They've got to have their they've got to have their gloves down. That's what I don't so understand about face, it. Like, but like, which is which is an issue with almost all boxing yeah. films is that they will always keep their gloves really low, so you can see the actor's face, so you can see their face. Yeah, I guess so. But just like, like I said, also, they, they do nothing like I to said Previously, in a lot of boxing films, and in this one in particular, there it, it's just people being punched in the face over and over and over again. Yeah which is what I like more about the first one is that whilst it isn't the most like realistic depiction of boxing in film yeah. it's it's a lot more realistic than this one yeah. because it's stuff like he's like go for his ribs yeah. and that's what he does he's like then, specifically trying to take him down but the thing with that is when he goes after um, Creed Creed puts his guard up and protects his face yeah. so Rocky has to go for the body but Rocky doesn't yeah. do that Rocky doesn't protect himself at all he literally just goes yeah. oh hi and gets punched in the face over and over yeah. again. And like literally the opening bell. After the opening bell, the first thing he gets punched in the face like six, seven times. Yeah. But I don't understand that. And that's, I just don't that's get... what I mean. That's why Rocky Two is still a great film, but it's nowhere near. No. It's nowhere near Rocky One. And that's like I say, especially it in fight mechanics. No, and it doesn't add up, and it doesn't correspond with what's come before. So like when yeah. you when you get those montages. The montages make you think, right? He's gonna kick some ass now. Mm-hmm. But especially after Adrian gives him the go ahead, and he has that montage. You're like, fuck, Rocket's gonna smash him. And the whole point of the film is that Creed is saying the first time was a fluke. This time, like you think, by understanding of storytelling, tells me that in this, Rocky's gonna prove that it wasn't a fluke, and he is at. It's not about first one was about proving that he could go the distance. This one's about proving that he deserves it and he's the, he's the winner, he's the superior boxer. And they don't prove that. All no. they do is they have Creed run circles around him, win, winning round after round after round, beating the shit into him, and then they get to a point at the end where they're both so exhausted they collapse to the floor, and then it just comes down to who can get up quicker. And Rocky just about pips him at the post, and even that is dubious because he loses the ropes, as you were saying. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's like one of the things... I mean the underlying message of the whole Rocky film is literally spelled out in later films which is it's not about how hard you get get hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep going yeah no, I get that you know, and that's like, like the message throughout this every Rocky film but the problem is in this is it's buried under a lot of like emotional exposition yeah. 
and like you say it does turn it around I, I agree with you that the fight doesn't match everything that comes before no, like, I feel like he should have like at least started or there should have been a couple of instances where he's fast and he dodges out of his way yeah because he's it, he are, just, tra- just spent all that time training how to be fast and it feels like the minute the bell rings he forgets it all and he's just a bit yeah, so apart, that, apart like from the, fighting right handed like the first couple of rounds specifically are um, particularly bad for that yeah but then there's the moment after he gets knocked down the second time hmm. so he gets knocked down in the first round and again in the second round and then in the second round he gets knocked down again and then he comes out in that second one and because he's been cocky yeah because he's just he thought oh I can do this I, I'm alright and then he thinks shit you know I've got to, I've got to do this and he said I'm not getting knocked down again said, the guy's great I can't believe it he broke my nose again oh yeah that's <laughs> great I can't believe he broke my nose again I love like the, the whole that's at the fir- and that's at the end of the first round isn't it he, gets, yeah. he comes back and he says I can't believe it what broke my nose again <laughs> And because because and it was this again. It's like in the in the first one, he says, "My nose has never been broken." Yeah, look at his nose. Look at it. I never never broke my nose. And he's proud of it, isn't he? Yeah, and it's like and you this... still haven't had your nose broken because you know you can quite clearly see it. Yeah, <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, I know you've got the two black eyes, but you definitely haven't broken your nose. Oh, the eyes are ridiculous. Like when they they swell up towards the end as we're getting into yeah. like rounds ten and beyond. And he's just the ridiculous, like I think that's what they said about the first one. The single biggest cost to the production on Rocky One was makeup. Yeah, but more than anything else. Like, well, yeah, it's because they got the mad eyes. Yeah. Also, Creed's fighting in this is so much more Ali. Yeah. Than it was in the first. Yeah. From the way that he stands, from the way that he drops his gloves, the way that he talks, the way he throws a punch. Yeah. Like you can see that Carl Weathers has done a lot more research into the way that Ali fights yeah for but um, but yeah and it's, it's, it's and it is it's a good fight for what a Rocky film is yeah but it's not to the same extent like but I just feel like it, it's sort of it's cheapened by the fact that like what the film everything that comes before it tells me that the, this film should be about Rocky telling the world that he's going to be the new heavyweight champion and definitively beating Creed mm-hmm. that doesn't happen so the, but he's not doing it for the world he's doing it for I know, but the, Adrian, it's and he's doing it for himself and he's doing it for Mick yeah I know I know but it's but just there's like... that there's that bit where he gets the bit where he gets Apollo in the corner after being shown up and he just absolutely wails on him yeah it's fucking brilliant yeah no he does and like he has his moments and then there's the bit he... after that where you see him shouting at one another oh yeah that's great so there's a bit where the, uh, the, the the bell rings and like and Rocky's like what yeah I'm standing here I'm standing here what and like, and um, Apollo's going nuts at him and like pointing at him and giving him a load of grief and what actually happened was they they he, actually had a big fall out they actually had life. a falling out because one of the punch or like, a few of the punches landed and they shouldn't have done because they're obviously choreographing this and he actually like Sloan got punched a few times by yeah and they both did and they were saying like a lot of the a lot of the punches in this the ones that you see land are, are, punches. are real punches yeah. because they really fell out and they didn't see eye to eye throughout a lot of this which is why they're in very very few scenes together and then when they are in the fighting scene they both get carried away yeah and they both really go with it so there are a lot of scenes in this where people are where you'll see Apollo get punched and it's Carl Weathers being punched by Sly yeah and you'll see Rocky get punched 
and it's Sly being punched by by um, Carl Weathers. Yeah, and it's yeah, it, it, it's one of those things with the, with any of these films. If you want to do it, at some point someone's going to have to get hit. It's like you know, mm-hmm. um, Michael B. Jordan got knocked out making the first making Creed, yeah. didn't he? He just got on the floor. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm sure that must have happened to Stallone at some point. It must have done. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, the thing. Yeah, the thing is, like, there's a common misconception about people being floored and people being knocked out. Like um, I don't. I really don't like the slow motion parts in this. Yeah. But um, like when you see the behind the scenes shot, you, when you see the it's the bit where he's got his tongue hanging out yeah. as well. It's just like <laughs> you're, you're losing that fucking tongue, son. Um, but yeah, the 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 way you see behind the scenes where Michael B. Jordan gets knocked floored, out. Yeah. He's not knocked out. He's is just he got knocked to the floor. All oh, right. So, which which happens because your legs give out if you I, get hit in the magic spot in your yeah. face. I thought your got, whole body just goes. I thought he literally got knocked unconscious. No, like it came out afterwards. They were like, "Yeah, he got floored, but he didn't get knocked out. He no. got knocked." Well, in, in boxing, it's being you get knocked to the mat. Yeah, and then there's knockout. Yeah, and then but then there's also total knockout. Okay, quick edit here, guys. I realised I just said total knockout, and I should have said technical. So don't write in. And guess what? Yeah, we actually edit these things. Right, anyway, back to the show. Yeah, the, this, like I said, like I've said numerous times, the boxing in this is less. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like it, it, it's it a shame it lets the rest of the film down in terms of, yeah, I wanted it to be that triumphant, like, there can be no disputing that the Rocky is the greatest boxer in the world. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because he beat the champ and he beat him well. Whereas this, he just, he clung on by the skin of his teeth and he just about won it. And then, so obviously, we get into the next one. What happens next in his career? Yeah. But it feels like at this point, he's ended up being heavyweight champion of the world, kind of by default, kind of by, by like by, by grit. But yeah, just by. And it's like he he had he's not enough fortitude to be able to get back up. Yeah, and at that last moment. Um. But like, yeah, and it is it is a little bit cheap, and yeah. it is a little bit cheap, but. If it was going to be anything between the two of them, it was only. It's never going to be like a round seven knockout. No, I think, but I feel like it could have been a. Case Nobody's of, going to throw in the towel. No, it, it as was, you said, as you mentioned when Ali said, that fight wouldn't have gotten to that point. No, if like, if anyone's face has got to that point, they would have called it off as well. I think yeah, what Ali was saying. Yeah, yeah. If the ref like, would have called it in like round four or five. Yeah, because those guys' eyes are eyes are closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So and he's got and even if one is near that, they would have called it off. Oh, the Rocky, boxing yeah. commission probably wouldn't have let it happen. No, um, if he's just come through a detachment, if they were both heavily hospitalised, <laughs> had an eye surgery, and this, that, and the other. But it's yeah, it's at this step where there is the the leap away from realism, and yeah, but it's still it's still a great film, and I know that it does suffer. And it doesn't have the same excitement as everything else, and the fact that he wins kind of cheapens it. It does feel a little bit like a reactionary measure. Yeah, and it's like it's not even the fact that he wins; it's the fact that the way he wins. I, I guess it was his choice. They could have chosen quite easily for him to kick his ass and just absolutely annihilate Creed. And but even if it was a case of you know. They would have done it, build it up dramatically, have him like lose the first few rounds, and then he comes back and it's a big comeback. And the last few rounds, he just kicks his ass, and like, yeah. and then that's it. And then he wins, and you know, or he wins by knockout, or actually knocking him out in the foot, and it's like this big triumphant moment. But they don't have that. 
they have this sort of very messy way to get yourself to be the world heavyweight champion yeah and it is like both of them both of them went the distance both of them took it right down to the last minute right both were taken to the mat but one thing that I noticed on sort of one of my recent viewings is that I always forget in this is that Rocky when Rocky goes down in the 15th yeah it's not because he was hit it's because he threw the punch he threw the punch he threw the punch so hard to knock out Creed that Creed went to the mat and he just falls down yeah they both fall over it's not that they knock each other out is that Rocky no. Rocky's get because even him. when I was writing my rundown I was like oh yeah they both knock one another down and then I was like actually they didn't but there is that bit in the 15th round where they are both punching one another at the same time yeah it's just they're going punch for punch which is which is, <laughs> is, a, is a WWE wrestling match yeah it, lo- it looked like I was saying to you it looks like uh, rock and sock and robots yeah they're literally just like these huge haymakers just punching each other yeah these and devastating punches that would kill a normal person yeah and they've got like if you look at their gloves as well they're like they're not sport gloves no they're way lighter yeah yeah of course they are <laughs> but it's also to make the guys look way bigger yeah it's a movie <laughs> but um, um, but yeah I mean and like in terms of it being the way it was received people loved it again like it was a huge yeah, hit absolutely. I mean don't get me wrong I still, I still love the film like there are some flaws in it but it's not a film that's about boxing specifically it's about Rocky specifically you know because the training that he does he's, he very rarely spars with anybody he just tends to he goes goes running and he runs like 30 miles yeah and, those, and he's, those, he's those, a great runner he's a great runner those, those kids are a long way from home now and their parents don't know oh, where yeah. they are where's the 70s <laughs> <laughs> but yeah then there's the, the the final moment which is you know he just about makes it up and yeah he shouldn't have made it because he was if I remember rightly you shouldn't be holding on to the ropes you should be fully up well, he was up. I mean, yeah. It's, but he had hold of the rope. He had hold of the rope, and then he collapses into one of his guys. So he oh, yeah, but no, that would, that's... That's all right. Yeah. Because he, but then what I mean is he's up for the space of 10 seconds. Maybe he's on his feet before he collapses again. No, not even that. He's up for, like... Not even that, yeah. Takes two steps into the middle of the ring after everybody rushes in. But I, like, I love the fact that afterwards, like, it's really, really skipped past. Yeah. But it's Creed that raises Rocky's arm. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. And and Rocky, the first thing he says is thanks, thanks you Apollo for fighting me. Mm-hmm. So there is this weird sort. Of, even though they've got this rivalry, there is a respect there. And I don't know. Obviously, as a result of this, Apollo's attitude to Rocky has changed, and we'll talk about that more when we get into the third one, obviously. But it's a case of he sort of like say he holds his arm up. Well, so he's, like, he's so not angry about it anymore. The, the issue that he's got, the issue that Apollo's got throughout this whole thing, is not about Rocky. It's right. everybody else, right? It's how everybody else sees it. Mm. It's how everybody else treats him. Mm. It's saying that that he sort of feels like you know I did this thing. I went the distance with this guy, and he went the distance with me. I still won, yeah, but I didn't beat him, yeah. And but that's like that's an okay thing for him. The issue that he's got is the way that he's now lost all this respect and he's getting all this hate mail. Yeah. Which interestingly, uh, one of the lines in that was that somebody. The, a letter from England where a guy writes to Apollo and says kill yourself and yeah. it's like huh well it turns out that the Twitter trolls that are telling people to kill themselves nowadays aren't, weren't that original 
No, true. Just, at least they went out to go to more. At least they had to pay postage. Exactly. Before back. In and the they paid quite a lot of postage because it was airmail. Airmail air to America. Yeah, you had to. And really... That would have taken a long time to get there. Yeah, you had to be a really committed piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, really early on. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I say, despite issues we have with the way it happened, what happens in Rocky Two happens in Rocky Two, and we end up being with Rocky Balboa. The heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. Uh, Creed has been defeated one way or another, you know, rightly or wrongly. Um, yeah, well, rightly. Yeah, just about. <laughs> I mean, still rightly. Yeah, but he was holding win, on to the rope. He was holding on to the rope. It's a contentious decision. Mm. Be, yeah, but anyway. So, Rocky is now heavyweight champion of the world. So, what happens next? Once you're at the top, then what? We thought he, like, he did well last time and he it was a you know shot to fame and all the rest of it. But now... The stakes are even higher in terms of, from a boxing career point of view. There, it's he's now got not only has he got a family, he's now got a title and a belt that he has to defend. Mm-hmm. So, what's going to happen next? Well, well, it's a little movie called Rocky Three. Yeah, and we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah. You looking forward to it? Rocky Three, a good one. I am. I really, really like Rocky Three. Okay. I mean, after this one, they do take a bigger step into into, into, into what? ridiculousness, the realm of less realistic. So they become less realistic as they go on. Yeah. In the way that certain things are done and certain things happen, but they become a little bit more Hollywood as they go on each time as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I really, really like Rocky Three, apart from the fact that I completely adore Mr. T yeah I mean who doesn't um, and he is peak peak Mr. T in this oh yeah of course he is so the, the legend that is Mr. T and Clubber Lang yeah Hulk Hogan's in it as well less spoken about him but yeah Rocky 3's coming up but before we get too much into that all in all of what we've seen so far in what order would you say you enjoy the Rocky films oh that's tough I don't know because I I say I, although we've not all of them just the ones we've seen so just far just the ones we've seen so far I don't know because I think yeah it, it's, it's definitively Rocky 1 is the stronger movie overall mm-hmm. but I feel like there is some really great stuff in 2 yeah. and particularly like the, the training montage the whole drama I guess around Adrian and Adrian's pregnancy and all that stuff I think is really done really well mm. but yeah from a from a as a complete piece as you know with with all the parts working perfectly i think yeah rocky one is still is the best yeah. and they haven't beaten that yet no um, i agree but yeah the, the, and there's a lot of things that sort of blend into one another and they do different it feels like a true sequel it's a good yeah, sequel yeah it does it's it, a, it's like a it's yeah like you say a true sequel because yeah. it's one that has led straight yeah. into the next and it and it feels of a piece with it it feels like it is the next chapter in a larger story it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a complete tonal shift or anything like that and I feel like it's one of those we it's, maybe it's forgotten because whenever I talk about sequels that are great and because a lot of people always go sequels are never as good and the ones that we always come back to when we talk about it are like the James Cameron ones basically so like Terminator 2 and Aliens mm-hmm. but I feel like you could quite easily put Rocky 2 yeah Godfather another one. Yeah. Empire is another Empire. one yeah so there's those little sort of handful of sequels where people go ah but what about those I feel like you could arguably put Rocky 2 in that category. Not as one that's better than the original, but one that stands with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. quite, you know, not necessarily. When people say they're not, you know, they're not as good, 
I would I would put it up there and say it's almost as good. Almost, yeah. I almost. would say it's not a significant drop off. It doesn't suffer from sequelitis. No. I don't think because there aren't there there are things in the Rocky franchise that really do. Yeah. There are things in the Rocky franchise that you get to a point and you're like, okay, bit much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Four is what I was to be completely. Don't. I'm really. I, mate, I love four. I love four. <laughs> Um, I too enjoy four, but not in the same way that I enjoy one and two and, and three. three, four and five. All about Balboa. Pretty rough. Oh, Balboa. I'd stick by it. Balboa is not a bad film. Well, Creed. Creed's a great film. Creed is a great film. I, I prefer Creed to Balboa. Yeah. But yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think that Rocky is standalone, right up there mm-hmm. as my favourite Rocky film. Yeah. But going back and watching too, like I said, I think I agree. I think it's one of those things that's forgotten about a bit. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. So that, that's what we think about Rocky Two. It's definitely what if you like the first one, I would definitely recommend going back and watching the second one because mm-hmm. it, it is very much because of the fact that he's fighting the same person as well. It feels like it's the next part, and you have to see how the story isn't finished yet. So to get the full Apollo Creed arc, if you like, you need to watch both Rocky and Rocky Two. Yeah. Um, although I'm not saying that obviously there's more to come with Creed, but again we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. But in terms of him being an opponent for Rocky, that is played out over the course of these two films, and that's what they've done. So definitely check it out if you in any way enjoyed the first one. Um, so join us next week. We're going to be talking about Rocky Three. Yes. Um, as we said, there's a lot of different elements in there. It's going to be a fun one to talk about, <laughs> um, and we'll look forward to that. In the meantime, you can email us at theomcastpod at gmail dot com or tweet us at theomcastpod on Twitter. Uh, and join the conversation let us know if you'll continue in the rewatch as we are um, and that's about it so yeah we'll see you next week bye bye cool uncle Tom yeah and creepy uncle Dom yep and stabby uncle Dom yep and why have you got that whole boat full of cats Dom why are you driving into the river uncle Dom how did you get out are the cats okay uncle Dom They started it. That's a weird note to end on.